morning, and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I sound differently this week than I do on most weeks. Uh, the reason for that is, uh, quite simply, I had the uh, pleasure of being at a wedding both Sunday night and Monday night, and I'm still in the uh, recovery process from those two weddings. Um, first wedding being Ellie Hurt, uh, former now former roommate of mine. And uh, the second wedding was a uh, friend of mine from Houston, Year Miller. Uh, both of them, different weddings, but both equally awesome and a uh, a great time. So I'd like to wish a mazel tov to both of them. And they are, uh, I guess, partly responsible for my voice being the way my voice is. But uh, we still, regardless of my voice, we still have a pack show this week. Uh, Lior Zamek, a uh, contributor here at Bite Size, joins the show, and she interviewed Jenna Bazelon. She is a moderator of From Girl Problems. I admittedly have never heard of From Girl Problems because it's a apparently a From Female Facebook group, which I just found that has over 8,000 people in it. Um, sounds like a uh, pretty popular Facebook group that a lot of people know about, so that interview uh, is a uh, good one and should uh, be of interest to many of y'all. And then uh, Tova Kanak will also join the program a bit later on in the show, I'd like to say at around 10.15 or so. And uh, she interviews, it's actually a great interview. She spoke with the owners of, one of the owners of Crave Restaurant, one of the hottest restaurants in um, in Machna Yehuda, Tzvi Maller. So uh, make sure you check that out at about 10.15 or so. But for now, we're going to kick it over to music. As usual, we start the day with Ma'apecha Shal Simcha. Thank you for tuning in to Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. שמעתי שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני hey, נשים את הצרות מאחוריי אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים hey, שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני hey, הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים
ای
and that was Aton Katz's Villiers-Lyme. A little shout-out to Aton Katz. Did a great job at the second wedding I was at earlier this week. Thank you for tuning in to Bite Size here on the Nachum Seal Network. And now we have the um, pleasure of sharing with you an interview done by Leora Zami. She interviewed Jenna Bazelon, again, the moderator of From Girl Problems, a very popular Facebook group, from what I've been told. And uh, so here's Leora with Jenna. You're tuned into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Seal Network. Hello, I'm Leora Zamek, and you are listening to me. I know it's been a while, but, you know, that happens with life. Um, today I'm here with, I mean, I don't know if you'd call her famous in everybody's world, but definitely in the Jewish female Facebook world. Let's go with that. That's an interesting way to word it. Jenna Bazelon. Moderator of From Girl Problems. If you haven't heard about it, you're definitely going to want to check it out after this. How's it going? Hi. Thanks for having me. It's very oh, exciting. Really, you're having me because we are <laughs> We're in my apartment. But yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself before we sort of get into the group. we got to know who you are. So I'm from Chicago. I just moved to New York like six months ago. Um, I, my education is in social work, but now I'm working as a recruiter in the medical industry. Because whoever does what they plan to do. Never does what they plan to do. Never. But one day I'm going to grow up and then I'm going to do what I plan to do. Oh, okay. One day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I, in my free time, I am mostly on Facebook doing really (laughs) productive things. Um, I read a lot. I write a lot. Um, I always have something I'm working on. Um, and the Facebook group, I guess, why we're here. And that's like my main outside of my nine to five job hobby. So how did this start? So I went to seminary after college instead of the typical before college. And my seminary friends were all spread out all over Israel, the East Coast, West Coast. I was in Chicago. Everyone was everywhere. And I wanted to, like, stay in touch. So I was trying to figure out a way. We were trying to do WhatsApp, but it wasn't really working. And one day, um, a friend of mine, we were just, like, texting each other, just, like, funny comments. Like, we saw with someone, she saw a guy, and she was like, is that a keeper? Oh, no, just a bald spot. And her name's Becca, by the way. Hey, Becca. Um, and I was like, that's funny. Like we should make a group and like, you could like, our friends could like post funny things like that. And she was like, okay, I'm at work though. You make it. And I was at work too, but I was like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) I was really, really, really strong work ethic. (laughs) So I was like, okay, whatever, fine. So I like made the Facebook group and made this quick little banner and invited like 20 of our friends. And that is how it started. So where did the name come from? Was it always called From Girl Problems? You have to remember. Like, remember, it, this was, like, almost three years ago. Okay. Remember when people were, like, let's not get, like, politically, too politically incorrect, but they were, like, it was, like, white girl problems, Jewish girl problems, right. Right. and it was, like, so, whatever culture you were, it was, like, your problems, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, sport lover girl problems. Right. Okay. <laughs> Which I wouldn't have been a part um, of. Now, th- this is sort of a serious question, but were you always this funny? Wow. Because I feel like it has to come from somewhere. Like, I could do, like, one-liners and stuff like that, but when it comes to text funny, these right. these posts are, you have to know how to word something that somebody's reading it, and they're going to get how you're, you meant it to be read, and still come across as funny. That's like a talent. It's funny that you mentioned that, because 
there have been times where I've been with my friends and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a post one second. And they're like, oh, okay, bye, Jenna. Because, like, it's going to take me <laughs> 25 minutes to, like, get the wording right, which period to purposely leave out, which comma to put in, which to capitalize. You know, it's funny. Like, in the world of pop culture, there started to be this trend of, like, wording, like, being able to word with your voice. Like, being able to set up the wording and the capitalization so you could convey, like, a certain voice everything is on social media nobody talks to each other right right so you know if you want to like get your point across with emotion you got to figure out how to word so it's it it's not as easy as it looks it's not as yeah let's just say that i i can't simple. tell you the it's amount not it's not as simple i can't tell you the amount of time that i've spent like on the wording people are like what does it just come to you yeah the ideas just come to me the the premises the the premise for the post the um the, the basic outline comes, and then I sit there with the commas and the periods, the capitalization. So when you read that, you're reading the final product. So you said you invited 20 friends at first, and you were doing this because for your friend group and all that stuff. I checked yesterday. There are 8,000, over 8,000 members in the group. What? What are you thinking? What happened? How did that happen? I met a lot of people in New York. Because you have to request to join. You can't just automatically join the group. And so from you, because I did not hear about it from you. I found it. I guess it was popping up on my news feed that people were joining. Also, I'm in I Don't Cook, but I give out recipes. We did an interview with Esty a while back. Esty who? (laughs) What do you mean, Esty who? Oh, my gosh. If you're in the group. Hey, Esty. Sorry. Love you. You know about this group. They're like, they go together now. We like to share members. Well, actually, I share like a quarter of her members. Right. She's got a little more on you. But she's been doing this a little longer. Yeah, a little bit longer. Um, So how, what... The so day, what I guess, you hit like a thousand. How, what does that feel? Because, I mean, I have a Instagram page for my baking business, and we're like at 800, but every day we get like below, and then we get back up and right. below and back up. Hitting a thousand and then hitting 8,000, that's a lot. So I'll tell you, the first like 2,000 is like a huge, it's a huge leap in the world of Jewish Facebook groups. Um because a lot of people are in so many groups that they kind of leave and join and leave and join. Right. They're so not interested in staying. If it's boring, if it's too much, they leave. Um, so I guess what happened was I invited, you know, the 20, 30 people from my, like, seminary crew. And then they all, like, had a couple friends. So their friends, invi- they invited some friends. And at that point, it was public. Anyone could have joined. I thought it was just, I really, it was just, like, my crew. So anyone could have joined. So you didn't think random people would be joining why would anyone random want to join? <laughs> it was like me with like daily rants from my my dating and like my friends with like a lot of like I, my, my background is that I didn't grow up observant. So like um, when I became religious and my friends became religious, a lot of us like had family that wasn't observant. So you get a lot of funny stories for that when you're trying oh, yes, to keep kosher in a non-kosher home. Yeah. So that's like the best material. If you want good material for posting, become a Balchuva. <laughs> Back up 20 years and be a Baljuva. Um, so, and then it just grew. It just, it like grew and it grew. And around like five or 600 people, I was like, whoa, like this is like kind of big. Check me out. Where you re-looked at the group. Right. So there was a post that came out. There was like a, it was really, basically all the posts and all the members, it was completely public. Anyone could join. And like random men would join and I would have to like periodically go through the entire group and delete any random men that had joined. Well, because I was going to say, you moderate the group. You okay now everything that goes on in that group. Right. 
So I feel like at some point, you at the right. was like five or six hundred, you were just like it was just getting. It was honestly, I think it was around. It was around like eight hundred people. It was like a little. It was getting too much. I had to decide in that moment because people were like tagging me and in, in, in fights in the group and there was issues and people. I wait one. I remember I'll, like I'll never forget this. This is like where the whole thing changed for me. I. A girl posted something. I, I probably went to sleep like early, maybe 10 p.m. And I woke up at like 7 to like 10 missed calls, a ton of texts, a, bun- a bunch of Facebook messages of people being like, did you see what that girl posted? Honestly, I, I barely even remember what the post was, but it was like something really kind of controversial and not al- aligning with like what the group was standing for at the time. And I realized in that moment, everybody looked to me as like the moderator up until that point i was just commenting and, and posting it and almost could have been your friend who was at work and it, the group. could have been could have been <laughs> it was someone i didn't know and i had to like decide in that moment am i going to take responsibility for the way the direction that the group goes if i don't it'll be a free-for-all and i don't think people will enjoy it and if i do i'm gonna have a lot of responsibility on my hands so at around 800 people i close the group and i do have to approve every post and every member and it just but it's grew. one of the most peaceful groups so it comes out in the comments because people can comment whatever they want. Right. But because you're only letting certain things through, I right. feel like it stays a little bit more on the straight and narrow. Right. I mean, if I let everything in, like there are a lot of groups that go generally unmoderated, like the you know, unless there's like some really inappropriate thing that gets posted, the the, the people that created the groups aren't really what we call moderating, like SD and I do. Um, if anything, I mean in my queue, which is when each group moderator gets onto the main page, there's a list of pen. There's a number of pending posts, posts that people are waiting to get posted, and member requests. At any point in time, I have anywhere from fifty to hundred pending posts and requests. The number of members that get accepted, number of posts that get accepted, is about twenty to thirty percent. So if I let everything go that people tried to post and there's still a lot of posts it would not be the peaceful group that you think it is right i mean a lot of people try to post and they're just not aligning with what um i want what i feel is best for the group right and it's a great group so you know um i want to talk about the posts a little i when we how many months ago did we decide to do this interview just a few when we first decided to do the interview i started screenshotting some posts that i thought encompassed a little bit, I mean, from my perspective, what the group sort of wanted to be. And so I figured, I don't know, those would be something to mention. I am going to ask you what your favorite funny posts are. But for now, sort of like just to point out certain things, there are definitely helpful things that happen in the group. One of my favorite posts from a girl who's dating was something you wished you had at your wedding. Because where else can you really get that many people sharing that information with you right i mean this is like where i get the most pride from the group are posts like this i mean you can't google um you know what do you wish you had your wedding for like (laughs) observant jewish women um so and i feel the group members are so helpful to each other i love that post also any post i mean there's tons of there's tons of posts that are just so supportive and resourceful i mean you know a person is looking for shabbos plans at like 1 p.m um, on Friday, or we're looking for Shabbos plans across the United States because they're going to be totally. stuck in a certain I myself state. got Purim plans from my own group, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's um people are really helpful to each other. I also found that post to be really helpful about the one about um about what you wish you had your wedding. Right. There's a lot of dating posts, a lot of there's a lot of um 
there's a lot of like matchmakers and um, dating coaches in the group. So like they're always, I see them all the time. I don't think people know that they are, that is their profession or you know their their um, what they do. It's such a network of different people, right? That you really get. So I mean, from the name of the group, from Girl Problems, I sort of categorize this like I feel you, which is sort of like from Girl Problems. It's what it is. There were two posts that I sort of stood out to me. One was. Somebody was sitting on the subway, and there was a cute from guy sitting next to them, and they just want to be like, I need a shidduch. Hit me up. Like, let's help each other out. <laughs> Yo, bro. Um, can you get me a shidduch? <laughs> and it happens to be a couple of my friends have started trying to, like, pool our resumes together that we get of all these guys, but it just makes you realize, like, so I'm not the only crazy girl who thinks on the subway looking at that guy like, why can't that just be easy? Oh, you're definitely not. And if you think you are, trust me, <laughs> Jenna Bazelon is also thinking whatever ridiculous thing that you're thinking. And then the other funny one I thought was, I mean, I don't generally have this thought myself, but somebody posted they broke a plate, but hey, it's probably a skula. <laughs> it, it's just, yeah. that's the world we live in. It's clever. You know, life is, life is hard for everybody in its own way. I mean, we look at, it's very easy to look at someone and assume that they have it really easy, but trust me, they have something going on that I would never want to deal with. So when life is hard and being Jewish is rewarding and really difficult, um, certain mitzvahs are hard for certain people and not hard for other people, whatever it is, like things are so much nicer when you can laugh and make fun of yourself and make fun of the situation that you can't change. No one can change the fact that they're single when they're doing everything that they can to, be si- to, to get married. Okay, fine. So what next? laugh make a joke out of it it's hilarious it was i was like that's me that's literally like it's great um and then there was another one which they're just funny because they're everything you ever thought as a kid and now you can share that like one was um from phrases that you used to be told like when it thunders it's because the malachim are going bowling (laughs) like what is that even (laughs) they're they're not bowling I, just, I it, thought that was true. I, it, the whole thing, and then somebody else posted, I worked at a camp this summer that I never heard so many people use the phrase, we didn't buy this, instead mm-hmm. of like the word at. Somebody posted here like, it's the type. I, you hear it <laughs> so much. But when people pull out all the from phrases anybody has ever heard in their whole life... I'll sit there for, and just read. Oh, through. it's so addictive! Like I'm, I'm just telling you right now. Do not join from girl problems if you have a life, <laughs> <laughs> because your life will be put on hold while you read the threads. They are yeah, hilarious. There was something else that I learned from the Freddy from Habits post that thread that was going on. That pasta do you make comments, Scott? Hit that post. That was crazy. And there was like seven or eight hundred comments. It was like crazy. I look away. I have a job, so I don't check Facebook during the day. People are like Jenna, did you see that post? Like, trust me, I probably didn't see it. Honestly, you would think that I follow everything, but I really have a job. So I'll come back at the end of the day, and I t- I get to some threads, and I'm like, oh my gosh, seven hundred people, and I pride myself in moderating. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I learned that only from people eat pasta with ketchup. It's Everybody a 100%. It's a it's a from thing. It's Never like pasta with ketchup. There's like other things too that were just so sh- oh, pizza with a Amer- with ketchup and american cheese. I mean, I don't put american cheese. Ketchup I though. People do that by choice. I that's like a type of thing I do. If you don't have sauce. Have, yeah. Right. Maybe that's where it comes from. Probably. I don't know. 
because people are lazy. Right. And ketchup right. is easier because it's a squeeze bottle. Hundred percent. I did just make a squeeze bottle motion with my hands. Yeah. No, he did. She did. She did do it. Um. So, what are some posts that stood out? Because, I mean, you probably have more different feelings <laughs> about these. This was just the different categories of posts that I saw. So, this is a newer category, actually. People did not for the for I would say the first like five thousand people. It di- didn't really post things like. Um, encouraging conversation. It wasn't as thought-provoking. It was more funny things, asking questions for, like, resources. This is, like, a new trend in posts of, like... People are really just starting threads. To participate. They're really starting threads. They just want to hear people. They're just curious. They just want entertainment. It's, like, really fun, but I have to be careful with these kind of threads because I I have to anticipate where they're going to go. I've made my fair share of mistakes. People have left the group. Um, I've, like, myself had, like, nights where I'm like, did I do the right thing? But this is, like, a whole new trend of these posts you're talking about. Like, the hat from habits, um, funny things people say. Yeah, but these are fun. People love this stuff. What are some that you've, like, I don't know, if you're trying to describe the group to someone, you're like, oh, this is a post that really stood out in my mind. My favorite post of all time is this woman, Yafa Palti. She's, like, she is my comedic idol she is besides sd don't worry sd i think you're hilarious she's like hysterical she has wording down anyway she posted this was like probably a year ago maybe two years ago um i wish people could see i wish she would repost it she wrote every day i put on my black tights my black skirt my black shell and then i go to my closet and decide what to wear do we not all do that? I mean, especially yeah. it was a time when shells were super in. Um, it was just like so spot on. I was rolling. It was so, that, it was so funny. That's winter. So winter my the, the my my favorite posts um, are the ones where like making fun of of dating in like a lighthearted way. I really don't like cynicism. Um, I a lot of my humor I know borders on cynicism, but I really just try to be like lighthearted and funny. I definitely do not have a cynical view of the world. Um, I posted one time. It was pretty funny. It was like. I, I, it's hard to explain. I posted pictures of, I've used pic, a lot of pictures recently, but I posted a picture, like a bunch of pictures of, um, like, like leopards chasing, um, or like jaguars chasing antelopes. And I was like, I'm the, an- I'm the jaguar and the shadchanam are the antelopes. <laughs> it's how, I mean, well, that's what it feels like. It's what it feels like. You just got to get a chase, but it's so, it's so annoying. So you have to laugh. It's hilarious. Like I'm like this aggressive animal so trying to get these like sweet little people. in the same boat. Totally. And that's the best part. That's why people like the group because it makes it feel not alone. And like they can, they can get support and enjoyment and entertainment and it's kosher entertainment, which is like lacking a little bit in the from world. So yeah. There was a whole... I guess, episode, I don't really know what to call these types of situations, where you change your profile picture. Oh, man. I did not see that coming at all. The questions aren't really about that. It's more about people recognizing you in real life. Has anybody ever been like, hey, that's that's you? (laughs) So, in Chicago, it did not happen. Like, people couldn't have cared less <laughs> i was like just average jones no no cared. nobody cared nobody not a single person cared um when i came to new york it started to be like a thing that people would like i would just go to restaurants sometimes and i would have like girls like look at me in like little crews and i'm like because i know people's names i don't know faces because like i don't 
like I don't always click on pictures, but like I know so names. Not everybody's pictures is a picture, right? It's like not them, or they don't look like their picture. Um, but it does, it does happen, and it's pretty funny when it does. Like, oh, are you? They don't want to be awkward because it's right. like they don't want to like because sure it's not that big of a deal. Like if, if someone sees like a real famous person, you're like everyone knows the big deal, and it's fine to fangirl. Like people, I've definitely had like people have definitely like come up to me and been like, are you is. Like, are you from, are you, are you from, from Girl Problems? Are you from Girl Problems? Like, it's in, my name is from Girl Problems. Like, that's my name. They're like, people, you know. It's fine. I had, I just changed the name of my baking business. Now it's Last Lips Desserts, but it was Instabake, and people just called me Instabake. 100%, because it's so catchy. Genius, Instabake. But yeah, you changed it, but you had to change it. was like, um, that doesn't sound like a really yummy cupcake. Why? Because it took you not so long? <laughs> yeah, it was Instagram. I feel like I have to try your cupcakes, right. like 12 of them, them. I should have brought in well, every flavor, and then I'll let you know. Right. I'll let you know. So I was on a shower till where I brought this pumpkin cake, and if you don't like pumpkin, I'm salivating. Already, I'm salivating. I eat it anyway with like a marshmallow frosting. Oh my gosh, stop. I didn't have dinner I, yet. I'm upset because the season's over, uh, and I feel like I can't make it anymore. Who says? Who the says? who stop selling it at oh. the prices. Oh, they, they say? Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Um, no, so I made it, and I was on the shower till, and everyone's like, no, we're changing your name. And literally, they sat there for an hour. Just name. They asked me what all my names were. It happens we have a lot of names, like two <laughs> English. So I'm one of those whose parents gave them a legal name. Um, and and Stephanie Taylor, like a, a pretty fun legal name. No, your name is Promise. Stephanie Taylor? Promise. I'm dying. That is yeah. so... I did not see that coming in a million years. Nobody it, does. It's like Liz, or like... That's your so, legal name. So they like the name Taylor, and then... They went through the alphabet, and when they got to E, they wanted to do Elizabeth Taylor, but they knew that they really couldn't. Oh my gosh, too funny. Um, so we settled <laughs> on Stephanie Taylor. Yep, yep, that's what happens. Wow, um, love it. And so they were literally sitting around the table, okay, Taylor Bakes, no, um, um, eating now, like they're just back and forth thinking of different names, and not even anybody there. Someone came up with Last Licks desserts, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. That works. I love it. It's adorable. It's, it's catchy great. also. Last Licks. Right. Well, it has to be. Things have to just work. Uh, like So, like, where I try it, and then everyone else gets my Last Licks of your well, desserts. No, it was more of, like, you want to eat it till the last lick. Oh, okay. I get I think, it. I don't know. It just works. I still want a cupcake. It just worked. Yeah. I, I got I to send some your way. Um, so, you got a big group. You're here. You got a lot. But I saw some posts insinuating some things that might be coming next. And I'm curious where you plan to take this group now that it's really have a life of its own. Yeah. I mean, for the past couple years, I've been, like, contemplating changing platforms um, to, like, a website. Um, There's a lot of, you know, people say, like, you should make a website. And I'm like... Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it's sweet. No, thank you. Those are good suggestions. You're right. I should make a website. When people um, tell that to me, I say, are you paying for it? Yeah, really. <laughs> you want to do the do upkeep? You, you want to do the content? Um, yeah, so I do have some things in the works. Um, I'm looking forward to definitely changing platforms, hopefully keeping Facebook as a platform also, but growing it to really encourage the, um, or I guess fulfill the resource need of the group. People want... You know, um, they want help with dating. They want help with dressing, like, modestly and stylishly. They want help with, um, you know, building, like, a strong but, like, positive Jewish home. Um, So I definitely have a lot of plans in the works. Um, And when you guys all pay me, I'm going to do everything. (laughs) you got to start one of those. I heard GoFundMe charges now, though. 
like can you imagine people started doing these other pages too i don't know <sighs> i mean confusing to me you can just you can just fund me right and i'll give you my address Venmo, no problem like, yeah 100 percent Venmo yeah. me <laughs> um, i take anything so it's great you really i mean i mean i don't know if you feel the i feel like there's a need for it now like you can never go away there's this place that people can you know let it out right or just have a laugh right I'm really, I'm, like, so grateful for the group. Since the group started, there have been several other female, like, Jewish um, women's groups for um, conversation and support, and um, they all kind of have their own unique, you know, niche, but I think Formal Problems really was one of, like, the first. Um, I've joined a few of them, but as a 22-year-old single girl, this one is really, like, where I've found the most laughs that is really nice for me to hear thank you well i mean there are married people in the group but i feel like it's a younger vibe yeah you know i really people ask me like is there an age limit like no there's a minimum you have to be 18 um but yeah yeah i just think the content um it's like mature content there's things that people shouldn't hear from the group but they share from their parents and um so i really try to be sensitive to that everything's appropriate right so i'm really i really I've been in Facebook Try, groups yeah. where I felt that I had to leave because I'm not married and I shouldn't be hearing from what people are talking about. Right. But this one's pretty good. Right. I really try to keep it um, completely kosher, you know, while um, being entertaining. So everybody should check it out. No promises you'll get in because you heard. You got to know somebody. You got a strict moderator. <laughs> um, and men, I'm just letting you know, I am an expert at getting fake profiles i do it for a living now <laughs> so you think you're gonna go make a profile of Chaya cohen <laughs> just letting Sorry. you know you're not gonna get in <laughs> so this will be the you heard your post you heard your last <laughs> hope it hope it lasts for you um so yeah check it out enjoy hope you guys get in and thank you so much good luck with the next step where you take it. Thank you. Looking forward to when we're both married and I'm making yeah, right? a ton of married jokes. Yeah. Sorry, future husband. No. But it's going to happen. I'm in. It's going to happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Now back to Yoni. Thank you, Leora. And thank you, Jenna. Again, that's Jenna Bazelon from the Facebook group From Girl Problems. Just put it up on your Facebook search and you could uh, join the group. And there's a lot of good uh, shtick and good stuff going on in that Facebook group. Leora Zamek, by the way, while she is a regular contributor here at Bite Size, she's also the, I guess, founder, creator of Last Licks Desserts. So if you go to Facebook, type in Last Licks Desserts. Desserts, by the way, is with two S's, not to confuse you with desert. Um, she does a lot of baking, and uh, she's actually very good. I've actually had some of her stuff, phenomenal stuff, and I encourage you to go check it out, and when she's selling things, you should definitely go ahead and purchase it. So thank you, Leora. Thank you, Jenna, for uh, for that interview. More coming up on Bite Size. Here we go with Ivri Anochi, one of Benny Friedman's new tracks on the album Fill the World with Light. You're tuned into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Seal Network. אני הולך עם ראש למעלה, כל אחד הוא בן או בת של מלך. ככה היה, וככה זה גם עלה, יהודים נשמה בוערת. בכל מקום ובכל ארץ, לא רוצה שיהיה אחרת. 
יהודי עני, זה משהו נצחי. בני אברהם, יצחק ויעקב, בני ישראל הנבחר החל
מזרח מזרח, מערב
au fond.
SL2 album, probably one of my favorite Simcha Liners songs, uh, definitely one of my go-tos, 
off of that CD. Thank you for tuning in to Bite Size here on the Nakam Seal Network. And here we are, Tova Knecht, pretty much on a weekly basis. Tova Knecht has an interview for us. In this week, she joined one of the owners of Crave Restaurant, one of the hottest restaurants in Machana Yehuda. She's joined by Tzvi Maller, the owner there. There's several different owners, but Tzvi is the one that she spoke to. Uh, it's a great interview, and um, I'm just going to, without saying anything further, I don't want to ruin it, I don't want to spoil anything. So here's Tova with Tzvi Maller of Crave Restaurant. You're tuned to the Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting in the coolest place in all of Jerusalem currently, Crave Restaurant in Machana Yehuda. It's coined the hottest restaurant. It's combining gourmet with street, gourmet street food. And uh, once you try it, you're hooked. People are coming back over and over again. And I'm sitting here with one of the owners, Svi Maller. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Good to be here. Um, okay, so Svi, you are one of the owners along with with uh, Yoni Van Leeuwen, James Oppenheim, and Todd Ahrens. Okay, and uh, you guys all made Aliyah. Yoni didn't, I know. Yoni's parents did. Yoni's so parents it's like, did. It's like he did. It's like he did, perfect. <laughs> and you guys all made Aliyah. So the point of the interview, besides talking about your amazing restaurant, is to also talk about uh, how three fathers picked up their families and uh, moved to Israel and you're making it work here. Right. That wasn't, it wasn't as easy as... As I'm making as, it sound? <laughs> But a lot of moving parts, but it ended up working out. Okay, so, okay. so I'm sitting here with Svi, and now Todd just joined us. I'm not fully committed to moving here yet, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just testing it out. Oh, no. Todd is the master chef of this uh, restaurant. Um, my wife is Israeli, so it was a lot easier for me than probably uh, everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I had family here to step into, so it was a little bit easier for me. I don't know if I would have done it if my wife was not Israeli. Oh, wow. How long, are you, how long have you been here for? Uh, two years. Two years. Wow. Where do you guys live? Uh, we live in Partisana in the north. Oh, wow. My wife's family is from Natanya, and we have most of our family up that way. So you travel into yeah. Jerusalem every well, day? Well, yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter because Crave is going to be global. Right. So really... This is just the first of many know, restaurants. Here to London, to New York, what's the difference? For sure. And to be where are you? Nachlot. I'm in the center of the, of the, of the world. The perfect, that's perfect. Of the world. So I you're think. near Yoni, right? Isn't Yoni also yeah, in Nachlot? Yeah, actually all and three James. of us. And James, we all live in Nachlot. Uh, so I was outvoted out of yes. where it was. Well, I, we I tried hard to Personally, I'm very happy that you chose here because I, you know, I've been here and definitely love that it's in Jerusalem. Okay, so uh, where did the vision of Crave come from? What is, what's your background story that you even got into the restaurant business? Well, well, that's two different questions. Okay, getting so into the restaurant business get, or okay. getting into this particular restaurant <laughs> Well, you, you do have a restaurant background. Yeah, well, myself and, and Svi. I mean, basically, we, I mean, here, I'll tell you, more recently, like, okay. happened in Israel, we, uh, we touched base. We had a mutual uh, friend that got to know us in touch. Mayor Shomer Mayor from uh, Shiloh Wines. Uh-huh. He actually made the shit up. And... Uh, he, he knew I, I was looking to try to do something here for a while, obviously. Huh? In fact, my first time I made Aliyah, I, I, uh, I was close to opening up something similar in this. Uh-huh. And uh, it ended up not happening. I ended up moving back to the States, opened up Sushi Mitsian, and then I opened up Pasta Factory, and another sushi, Novo, and I think everybody stuff. listening right now from the New Jersey area is saying, oh my goodness. I'm very happy, yeah. <laughs> 
Svi Maller is the guy behind uh, Novo, Pasta Factory, so Pasta they're happy that he failed, he didn't do it the first time. He had to go back and open up the restaurant soon. Yeah. In any event, when I was here, yeah. I, I'd been looking and I knew Mayor Schomer, um from Saul Kirschenbaum, who actually made, one of my partners from before, introduced me to Mayor. And uh, I, he was traveling here and I kept running into him. And I said, I'm looking to do something. He said, why don't you call up Todd? He just made Aliyah. He moved back from L.A. and uh, see, see what happens. We actually met in... Um, Shuka Carmel. Yeah, Shuka Carmel uh -huh. at, at Beer Bazaar. Beer Bazaar, yeah. I remember, that's where I met him. I never really met him. I only, I'd heard about him in the industry, obviously, uh -huh. as, a, as a chef in this, in, this, in this market. We know who's who. Yeah. And uh, and he actually you see it sushi. You see the sushi Mitsuyan all the time actually. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh, this is my, my most favorite place. Yeah. On West Lakewood Avenue. Yeah, on West Lakewood. Oh yeah. I've been there before. Yeah. Right. I'm not involved anymore in that though. Okay. I'm out of that out of that business. But uh, and from there we just developed. He had ideas and I had ideas of so what we wanted to do and what I thought had to happen. And they were, Todd was, they were similar. I, they were similar. Like I was thinking Mexican and something ethnic, and you know, Svi was like, you know, and I, 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 didn't, I didn't know the scope of what I was thinking about necessarily. I was here, but I was trying to find my way. Yeah. Most people come here and try to figure it out. Right. And uh, Svi was like, no. He's like, all he said to me was, and he got me hooked. Was like, no, it's, no, we got to think big, real big. <laughs> So, right. and at that point, <laughs> at that you were point, like, oh, we'll open up a small yeah, place. Like, I don't know. I thought we'd open up a small No, he's like, no, no, it's going to be if a revolution it, and a concept. Gonna... And a, so I was like, okay, that, you guys this definitely, is good. You definitely achieved that because uh, this place took off, really, yeah. instantaneously. So, yeah. Obviously, our roots being, I'm from LA and Todd also from LA, and we have a lot of, and I didn't eat kosher my whole life, obviously, uh -huh. and ate, right. ate a lot of. Uh, other food out there, uh -huh. but obviously influences from LA have definitely been a, a huge part of this. You see it on the menu. Oh, I mean, yeah, Roy Choi, David Shea, all these guys that are doing like Korean tacos, which is it, it's funny because I was actually thinking by the time I was like, I hope we didn't miss it because I, I knew that this was a concept. It was happening. It yeah. was happening in LA for a while, and it's making its way to the East Coast actually. Yeah, no, I mean uh, in America, it's. Started there, and it's in many cities across across yeah, the United States. It's adapted to that to that sort of now new genre of food, really. Uh, and uh, but it's it, but it so means it's, something to us because we grew up with those flavors, right? Sue and I. So for us, it's like home. It's food from home, you know, like what comfort food. Comfort food. Comfort like food. We're making the stuff that we would go and eat, anyways, you know. Right. And you want to eat it, so yeah. you're gonna make it for everyone else to enjoy. So it was new. It's definitely new. And so is we that were why? Happy that it was very new to this market. Yeah, definitely new to this market. I think people were like, I remember we were doing tastings, and people were like, what's this? A corn tortilla? Like what? Are you, it's like true. what is yeah, it? That's no flour in this. Like, like what's what gonna fall apart? What do you do here? Like yeah. what is this? What, I, I, rice in my burrito? Yeah. They were like, I remember we made it for uh, Yossi Vint. I'm like, why is there rice in this? Yeah, we thought that that would be a big deal breaker with the Israelis. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't. Well, so or, the best comment I think I got when we were doing some tastings was uh, like two Israelis who yeah. have no problem like uh, telling you if it's no no good or whatever. But they would say straightforward, it's very, it's it's very 
familiar, it's very familiar to them, like flatbreads and right. the things that are put in it, but very um, unique at the same time. Like uh, they were flabbergasted by the flavor, right. the flavor profile that was totally different to them, but uh, was not. A, it was a very approachable. They could see the food and they were yeah. like, oh yeah, this is. A, I, I get it. Right. What it's about. So my problem when I come to the restaurant is that when I look at the menu, usually you go to a restaurant, it's like okay, you pick like the same thing. You know, there's like one choice that you'll be happy with. I come to this restaurant. Everything on the menu is just, it's so exciting. Right. You want to taste Thanks. everything and then you're like, oh. And then we add the specials just to throw you off, right? Right, then there's, <laughs> then there's specials. Okay, so then on that note, what do you think is the most popular dish that you offer? Oh, I don't want to say it because then everybody will come in and order it. Oh, <laughs> what, are the, what are the top five popular dishes? I mean, obviously, listen, we, we, we make our own uh, pastrami here, so the dishes that we do, like the Reuben and the West Cider and those things, with that pastrami, with that, uh, that we smoke ourselves and make, uh -huh. there's no one else making that here in okay. Israel. It's a very New York style uh, pastrami, yeah. so uh, as opposed to, as to like what uh, uh, Turkey would be, you know, as most people would say pastrami here. Right. So yeah. think that the Israelis are, it's, a, uh, it's been awakening for them, like, wow, this is it. And then we do the combination of it. The Reuben is a combination of, you know, the Reuben sandwich I developed somewhere uh, in, in New York yeah. of uh, cheese. Of course, we use a vegan cheese here. Right. And we use a, we make our own kimchi. We make a uh, Korean-style uh, kimchi. Uh, uh -huh. uh, sort of spicy cabbage, you know, a sauerkraut kind of. Right. So those are the components that we do. Like, Long that uh, we do with truffle mayo, and and we have a bread made for us right here. Truffle and, uh, sriracha. There's so many different sriracha, levels of yeah. flavors that are. Yes, yeah, <laughs> levels. It's it's basically it's um right. It was a home run. So this basically was uh, we always everybody we did a tasting with on that could say oh you could just open on just open up with that <laughs> you know yeah. so that was really kind of the cornerstone. But we made sure that everything else that was on the menu also came up to. To that, to those that same standard. So we um, honestly didn't know any other place in Jerusalem where we could really eat yeah. and be happy, unless yeah. it was my house. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know. I, I I went to all every restaurant, was ready to throw money down and yeah. eat, and I couldn't find food. And you didn't leave that, satisfied. Other than Nova, which I'm, but I wasn't. Nova's not here, so <laughs> right. I got to eat somewhere. <laughs> so while everyone's eating, though, you also you're a full service bar, right? You yeah, have a, sure. amazing we, cocktails. We put together cocktails because, uh, well, that's how we used to eat at Sweet's house when we eat and drink. So, <laughs> so uh, exactly. So each time we would come up with a new cocktail. And the wine doesn't go as well with all the food. Although we yeah. the wines we did pick. Although it's, are it's crazy because we didn't think we would do wine, but uh, and Sweet's a big wine guy and we, you know really enjoys it. But so we did start picking wines that that match the menu really uh -huh. well. Yeah. Um, and it's, so it's not your typical list. It's not like oh we need a cab and we need a saw. We started tasting wines from, from uh, Israeli winemakers. Uh, that would go with the spicy. That would go with Usually the we do is we take some sriracha, squirt it on our hand, and uh -huh. lick it and drink the glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> if it works, it works. Let's see if the sriracha goes with the wine. That's it does. our usual test. Okay, so now a personal question. Let's say uh, it's your wife you know, isn't interested in cooking for the night, but she doesn't want to take the kids out to your restaurant, but she wants you to bring something home from the restaurant. Mm. What is the family go-to crave dinner? How far do they live? No, your family. <laughs> <laughs> My family, they just come they in. They just come in. Oh, they just come in and they, uh. It's a good thing about living two minutes So what's, what's your My family? My family, I don't, so, uh, they, so they don't really don't like me for that reason. <laughs> um, you don't bring anything home for no, them? I don't think anything travels well. So. Uh. We had someone wanted to order, he had one of the specials, the steak specials that we do. Yeah. Either we're running the, the eye or the butcher's cut, and 
the guy ate it, and he's like, I want to take one home now. I, I said, how far do you live? He's like, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. I said, let me ask the chef, and the chef said, Todd said, uh, yeah, I said no. no. Sorry, you can come back. Really on the spot. Every time someone eats it, two hours later, or they reheat it in a microwave, I don't know. Right. Um, you know, it's not really representative of what we do. So Integrity of what yeah, I didn't food. want to, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Okay, so. You got to be here to experience it, that's what I think. So what are you going to take home? She wants to know, what, what would you take what home? What would you take home? If I take home raw ingredients. You're the chef. Do you enjoy cooking even at home, or it's, uh, um, or you want to, well, a night off? Well, either that or my kids starve, so I don't know. My wife doesn't, you know, she cooks. It's, yeah, it's funny, I have not cooked at all in the last three months, really, at home. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what's about to get plastic anymore, I don't even know. I was like, what, what, whose knife is this? <laughs> We used to do all the tastings at Sweetie's house, and then it was all the parties and all the, you know, all the tastings were there. Yeah. And now that now his house is quiet as can be. Uh -huh. All we so. did was move my house energy over here, this, and uh, this it seems the, to be working. And now people actually home. pay for the food, and uh, and someone else cleans up. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. I yeah. love it. <laughs> and your wait just to talk about your wait staff, because I, I think people are knocking down doors to work here. What is it about working here that they uh, that they love? That's a very good question. Well, I mean, um, you could ask them. Oh, yeah. I should ask them. Does uh, Nahum? Yeah, Nahum. Maybe, maybe not in front of us. <laughs> Nahum. Nahum. Nahum, do you want to come answer a question? Yeah. Okay, Nahum is the manager, right? The manager of. Hey Free. guys, yeah, I'm the floor, the front manager, not the manager. Okay, the floor manager and uh, floor, floor front. Cursing. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Nahum, what I asked Svi and Todd, what is it about working here that you guys love? And they said that you should answer that. Alright, so... So what do you love about working here? Um, the passion. I would say passion. Passion is the, the, the best word, I think. There's a lot of passion here. Everyone, no. everyone that works here has a passion. Yeah. Um, for food, or for work, or for wine, or for the people around them. The camaraderie. That's, yeah, that's the word I was trying to tell you before that I couldn't get out. The com there's, a, there's an insane. How do you say it? Camaraderie. Camaraderie. How do you say that in Hebrew now? Chavrut. Achdut, would like. Achdut, chavrut. It's like more of a. Yeah. Achdut. Yeah. The unity. Yeah. yeah and by the way, the people that don't have that, yeah. they, don't, they don't. They don't do well? They don't stay. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not for them. If it's you, not for everyone. Yeah, it's definitely. Some people just want to have a job. Right. Yeah. We're, we're not looking for those type of people. We want people that aren't coming Care. to swipe a card in right. and leave and make money and get a trade check. We're, we're looking for people with a passion for whatever they do. It could be. It could be any so any aspect of their life, if they have some sort of passion, yeah. they'll they'll find something here. Yeah, or respect the fact that that um, they have to be jazzed by what what's going on. If not, you know, that's what they feel. Thanks. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Nahum. That's what they feel, and then that energy comes through. And if uh, I believe you can it. see it, and all the four own owners are here, and so that's also a difference. Yeah. Uh, I talked to uh, Yotam, our sous chef said to me early on, he was like, I never, you know, in, in Israel, I'm sure, I worked in Tel Aviv shortly, and I know what he's saying, he said, he said I've never been in a place where the four owners work so hard alongside everybody else. Yeah. So it's like, so listen, this is what we're trying to give over. We're trying to tell people that we care about it. We want people here to care about it and feel what we feel. Okay, so, so just... It, it really translates into the food. When people have that energy, yeah. I really believe that that's how your food's gonna taste. Like water for chocolate. No, like, yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta be it's like, I don't remember. But I definitely, it definitely, the energy goes into the food. Yeah. But this restaurant, you're pulling people in. I know, just seeing 
from my, all my friends' Facebook posts, you know, they're posting pictures from here all the time. They're coming from Odia and Bichamish. It's not just Jerusalem based. You really you have such a pull on these, you know, on yeah, this mind boggling. I think I think there was such a void here in Jerusalem yeah. for food that's like, wow, I can actually eat and not feel like I, I can't tell you how many times I would go out with my wife and we'd be like, she wanna go out I'm like, can I cook something? No, I don't want to clean up. That's all I wanna do. I just don't want to clean. Yeah. So We'll go and I'll eat something. Yeah, it's like, casual. Wow, it's that food is just too. our food is very and accessible. And it wasn't good to all these other restaurants. There was such a void here. Yeah. I think, and people were just waiting for this. I think waiting to eat something that like, wow, that tastes great. The flavor was missing. Flavor. Just everything. The caring. I think that what Nachman just talks about. Yeah. yeah. It's the details. Those small the details. details mean a lot in, in in the restaurant business in general. And so I think it's, it's the chives. The chives. Yeah. The chives. The details. That's that's Sfi's main detail, chives. Yeah. He doesn't say if he on himself. Wow. Okay, so I have two more questions before we end off. But first, I just really want to wish you tremendous hatzlacha and continued success for, uh, you know, opening this restaurant and future restaurants. Um, if, so now that you moved to Israel and you opened this business, what would be tips that you would give uh, families that are contemplating Aliyah, maybe it's not even on their radar yet, what would you tell them? Um... What would I tell oh, families that are making Aliyah? Well, it's, I, if you haven't taken that pilot trip, you should certainly do that. That's what I would say. The best thing for me was we came and we did a little pilot trip to see. And, and I was surveying sort of the, the food. When I came, I was yeah. looking in my own career uh, what, the, what the food industry was like and what right. was going on with the kosher world. So I would say that if anybody, for me, it was more about career and what, what I was going to do. Like, right. Because uh, everybody else knew where they were going in my family. Um, yeah. So to help you find your, your, your way here, I yeah. think that the best thing to do is make that pilot trip and for the specific needs of, of what you think that you need, like this career or what it is that you need to, to make, to make yourself successful here. Yeah. Amazing. I, I think that the traveling for people is, is not an easy idea. I remember before I moved here, oh, I'll just travel, go back to Novo, check out my restaurants, but eventually it wears on you. So yeah. do you, you have to really, there, there's a couple of things. I think you have to really really want to be here first of all that's bottom line you got to have that passion to really want to be here not everyone has it it's maybe israel's not for a commitment to being here in israel because when you go to like try to and you're waiting 16 hours for a two-minute person just to go like this right it's it's frustrating it can be frustrating so you get you really want to have to be here really want to be here and then um parnassa wise it's not obviously it's not the easiest thing on the planet but but there's a way to make it work if you, uh... Yeah, try not to spend Shabbat away. <laughs> That's always a hard one. So if you can, I don't know, it depends on what, if people have to travel, because I did it, it's hard, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, but Hashem, we found something here, and hopefully we're going to make it And you're making it work. Yeah. Amazing. And then last question that I always ask all my interviews, uh, what's your Israel happy place? If you could think of one place in Israel besides your restaurant, uh, what would be your... Favorite oh. place in Israel? Well, that's easy. I, I like well, the beach. We live, yeah, it's we so funny. Near. That's all I saw. It was the beach. Yeah. <laughs> we well, that's because we're from LA. I grew yeah. up in the uh, beach. We're going from the west coast. So yeah, we went to the uh, beach. That's in, I don't live far from it. So yeah. And so like we, yeah, that's that's the a beach. great place. The Israeli beaches are amazing. Are gorgeous. Yeah. The beach, anywhere on the beach. Uh, it's a good place even for in the winter time. and getting away. It's, you can get away for three hours out of a day in Israel. I mean, basically the whole country is on the beach. One of the things living in <laughs> exactly. Jerusalem yeah. is it's, I feel like we have beachfront property. It's 45 minutes to uh, 
Yeah. Uh, what's the beach we go to near the Kia? What is it? Palmachim. Palmachim. 45 minutes. Oh, yeah? 45 minute drive. You're at the beach. I know. It's it's unbelievable. We, li- we have beachfront property. It takes 45 minutes sometimes when you know, you're in Jersey trying to get to the beach or whatever. From so Israel's not, Israel's not lacking anything. Anybody no, that's uh, not at all. Everything's here. Everybody's now everything's here. Well, the now because crave is here, so and now, now, you, can now eat, you don't have to suffer. Love but you show. can't take your crave food to the beach with you. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> soon to be a crave food truck, maybe on the beach. Oh. That would be great. Yeah, we want to. That's, that's one of. That's, Am I the first to hear that? Uh, <laughs> we're waiting for the laws to change too. Yeah, we've been. Okay. It's been, it's been <laughs> Okay. LA inspired also, you know, if you know the food truck scene in LA. Yeah. But like, we it's been something that's been percolating for yeah, a while. We'll bring it to you at the beach. That's the better part. Okay. Hey, we're in Tanya today. Hey, we're in Herzliya. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Summer Aviv. beach road. How awesome. Well, wait for the summer and then we'll I mean, really like a crave pop-up. crave pop-up uh, truck. Yeah, we, we, have some, we have some plans. Yeah, basically, you have the scoop on that. I have the scoop. Guys, you heard it here first. Bezat <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thank you guys so much for sitting down and uh, continued continue success. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Tzvi Mallory. Again, Tzvi is one of the owners, one of the several owners of Crave Restaurant, one of the hottest restaurants in Machin Yehuda. So I encourage all of y'all to check it out. I certainly need to check it out the next time I head over there. Uh, sounds like a really cool place with some great food. So I will uh, definitely be there. Sooner rather than later. And again, Tova, again, a regular contributor here on Bite Size. She, you could find her on Facebook, Tova in Israel on Facebook or Tova in Israel.com. And uh, we thank her for her regular contri- contribution here on Bite Size. More coming up. You're tuned in to the Nachum Single Network.
השם אדוננו, מאדי הרשימך בכל הארץ. אדיר אדירנו, השם אדוננו, מאדי הרשימך בכל הארץ. והיה השם
and that was Aryeh Kunzler's Micha Mocha. I'll admit I haven't really heard that song much um, over the last few years, and then when he played at the Kosher Halftime Show, that song, it's been stuck in my head probably for the last few weeks. It's a great song, um, and I definitely encourage all of y'all to go ahead and check out the Kosher Halftime Show. You could go to YouTube, go to our, our nachumseal.com website, and uh, you could find the Kosher Halftime Show there. If you're going on YouTube, it's just type in Kosher Halftime Show 2017, and uh, you could hear all of Arye's great, great songs from that night. And I uh, usually at this point of the show, we do uh, the Ford of the Door. Unfortunately, this week, I had to bow out of Ford of the Door. I don't have much in me left. Um, but I do have enough left to just wrap up show- the show. So I'd like to thank all of y'all for joining me for the last two hours here on the Nachum Segal Network. I uh, have to give a little shout-out to our assistant programming director, social media coordinator, and our usual for-the-door um, guest and contributor, Jamie Turkel. She really wanted to do it this week, but I, so I offered her, you know, I said, Jamie, you could do it this week. You take the mic, and I'll just sit on the outside It'll be a little role reversal, but she uh, kindly passed on that opportunity. So instead, we don't get any four to the door, but we still have to plug our social media channels. So at Nachum Siegel Network on Facebook, at Nachum Siegel Net on Twitter, at Nachum Siegel Network on Instagram. If you haven't yet downloaded the NSN app, go ahead and do so. Google Play Store, Apple Store, you can find it and get all of our content while on the run. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a good day. Get all your voices back and remind you that the bite size is the right size. Oh, oh, oh.